Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Sometimes I do sermons from the divine in my bedroom, in my temporary stay. I worship the Holy Trinity, Father of all of us, His Son, Jesus Christ, who died and rose again, and they never found His body. Because He's coming back soon. Very soon. And uh, the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I sing on this show, share some original music with you that He inspires through me. I am His vessel of love. That's it. Some of it's original, sometimes it's uh, covers, if it's related to the topic. He leads and guides the stories that I share with you to help empower you to find happiness from within. And uh, I was literally on my knees next to my bed. had a couple of pillows to prop my knees from the ground. Um, this is, for me, a position of obedience and respect to my Father, my Savior. And I was praising Him, and I asked Him how, ooh, I'm getting emotional, how I could serve Him right now. And He whispered the topic to trust in Him more and more. So the first thing that came to mind was Of course I trust in Him. I've never experienced what I'm experiencing right now in life. I've never experienced it in my past before. However, He's never failed me ever. We have a 100% success rate when I trust in Him. He gets me through difficult circumstances. I've been... I was in a contest for three years. Uh, I won it. I won the contest, first in history. Uh, I am your global mental health ambassador and the chief spiritual officer of America, uh, along with my husband, who owns everything of mine. We share everything equally. Uh, It's been hell, though, the last three years. It's not been fun for me. It's not been joyful. But I still choose to look for the good. I have been tested by our United States military who partners with all of the top security people around the world. They tested me in every single way possible to see if I would give up, to see if I was weak, if I was mentally prepared for this very important position in the world. And it's a a first-in-history competition and a last-in-history competition because this is a lifetime assignment that the Lord, above all lords, the father of Abraham and Isaac and Moses, the father of all of us that created all stars into flight, all the planets, all the galaxies, all the animals, all the creatures, all the plants, everything, that you see on the earth, even the demons and the enemy. He created it all. He is above all in all time zones. He is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega. He controls the world. 
He controls everything and he allows his children. He loves us. He created us. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believeth in him shall have eternal life. He gives us free will to choose to believe in him or not. Those are our options. And if we choose to believe in him, not just believe, right? Later on in the New Testament, it says that even the demons believe in him and they still shudder. We are called to live as examples of his light in the world. Jesus came down on the earth to be that ultimate example, that role model to all of us. He's, he was asked by, uh, I think it was the Pharisees, it might have been the Sadducees, I'm still learning, he's equipping me with Bible knowledge. Um, I had suffered brain trauma from PTSD caused by child abuse that started as early as three years old, that's as early as my memory goes, for four years chronically, from my oldest sibling. Every single kind of abuse you can imagine. And I forgive him. I love him. I choose to forgive him because that's what Jesus told us to do. Now, when Jesus was on the earth, he was asked by the religious leaders of the time. They were trying to trip him up. They were looking for something wrong with him because they were threatened by his powers. He was, he was healing people. He was creating miracles. And they were threatened because they were stealing from the poor. So they asked him, which of the Ten Commandments is the most important one? They tried to trip him up because they're all important. He said, the most important one of all is to love the Lord your God with your all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And they couldn't argue with it, because how could you argue with love? You can't. Love is the most powerful force in the world. But if you know the story of Jesus Christ, you know that he died on a cross. He died the most horrible, humiliating death after he lived a perfect life. I don't desire that for myself, but I go wherever the Father leads me and guides me. And he's told me that I'm going to have a bunch, a bunch of white paper research on all the therapies he's gifted to me. I'm going to have a bunch of my music everywhere, on radio stations, streaming, commercials, movies, wherever he decides it will go. It will go in churches all over the world. And by my 40th birthday forward, I'm going to be giving, along with my husband, support. We're going to be giving 90% of our income away and keeping 10%. Now, who gets the money? It's a good question. Who's got my husband? An even better question. Yeah. My husband and I married last year in March of 2022. And as I record this episode, it is October. 29th, 2023, I've had zero contact with my brand new husband after I was forced to move out after the Illuminati deep state had forced, threatened a black female warrant officer of the United States military to disassociate from me. She was my nonprofit business partner of Aaron Nicole Ministries. They threatened her for a year to disassociate from me and then they forced her to make a phone call, and then they illegally traced that phone call to find my husband's in my location after he was a guest on my podcast, which he invited himself to 
because the Lord told him to get on the show to defend his wife because people were defaming his wife, me, telling everyone that I was mentally insane and I was making up stories and that the presidential security teams didn't protect me in 2020, that they didn't work together in 2020, but they did because he was the one that they sent me to on purpose. He never told me who he worked for, but I know that the man that sent me to him on purpose worked for Biden. Yeah, Jason Johnson, president, founder, of Project Key Name Hero, veteran, former first responder. Yeah, at that time he was president, brand new, president of the Blackwater Alumni Group. And he told me exactly who to go find. He didn't say his name. He described him to me. And he told me exactly where he was going to be. The government has way too much information on it, everybody. Way too much. It is what it is. I have nothing to hide. But what I've learned is that you don't need to share all your business with everybody. To trust in the Father more and more. And more. Now in 2018, 18 months approximately before I met Jason Johnson in person when he came to my house in Woodstock, Georgia, and I say my loosely, I was renting a room similar to where I'm at right now, renting a room. Uh, I was stuck in Woodstock, Georgia because I had experienced a very small minor level of domestic violence. And then we all got shut down and I was stuck. I was stuck in an area. I had listened to a veteran who was a manipulator, master manipulator, who convinced me to move to that area. Now, initially, I was going to just visit, shoot some marketing videos and posts for my social media. I had just expand Move Happy across three continents without any business loans or grants through internship partnerships because people are attracted to love. People are willing to do a lot for a good cause. And they looked forward to working with me. And I got myself a job. I was a nanny, very highly paid nanny. They didn't keep their promises as far as the hours. So I started doing extra responsibilities because I was trying to keep my paycheck up so that I could continue paying for, you know, very small, minor business expenses. Like I paid for a Zoom membership. Um, I think it was like 16 or whatever, 15 a month. I paid whatever a month for uh, this podcast show to keep it running. Um, I don't charge anyone and no one has paid me anything for this ministry, this service. I'm obedient to what the father tells me to do. In 2018, he called me very specifically, very specifically. He came into my bedroom. He opened up the heavens. I had a, a personal experience with God and he showed me my purpose. He showed the three pillars of move happy mindset, community fitness to me. I had a bus a different business name. He said, no, your new business name is Move Happy. And your vision, the mission of Move Happy is to help empower people to find happiness from within. Every year, you will have an annual event with a variety of speakers, a variety of religious leaders, a variety of musical genres represented. Everyone will be speaking hope and truth and speaking love. And then 18 months later, the pandemic happened and all the pharmaceutical companies had reached out to me to send my network to them 
and they organized an online experience when there were no in-person experiences during the 2020 pandemic. And they paid for this experience and they sold tickets to this experience to help make money all for people with depression. Now, the people that copied my idea initially, I was going to be doing a partnership research uh, program with them. They have a nonprofit, the John W. Uh, Brick Foundation, owned by the Brick Foundation, Lynn and Victor. I met them in person. They own a bunch of Planet Fitness gyms in the U.S. and Australia. Bunch of their gyms. Their cousin is on the board of directors for the Mayo Clinic. And they reached out to me initially. They wanted to be majorly focused on schizophrenia alone. And I said no when I met them in person. First 30 sec- I had 30 seconds to do my sales pitch and my car had just gotten repoed days before I met them in person. My mom drove me, and, then, and they got to meet my mother. And I shook hands with Victor, and right away I told him, I said, I created a program for my patients in a hospital. I created something because they didn't have any money. I said, we had a team of 15 staff and who had maybe $100 a month. It wasn't a lot of money to split, so I made them a program to help the patients improve in their fitness, their waistline, and positive psychology. I said, depression is what you need to focus on not schizophrenia. I said, everything is under depression because the Lord assigned it to me and it was very clear my purpose. Now, 18 months later, he reaches out to me because he watched me grow on social media. He watched all the people I connected with from knowing nothing about a smartphone device, barely hardly anything except for uh, I, I knew some information on Facebook. That was it. I followed leaders that were teaching online for free. I paid for some things, but I, I learned a lot of it for free, and, and the Father gave me grace. I found out I was in the nominations in October of 2020 for Global Mental Health Ambassadors. They're adding mental health ambassador positions to every major nation in the world. Mental health is the new focus. And this Illuminati cult at that point had already tried to get me to join their cult three times through DMs, and then they sent a fake PhD in ministry to slowly slither her way onto my team as a volunteer. And they had access, she told me, to all the money, all the riches in the world. And if, if you know your Bible history, who tempted Jesus in the desert? Told him, if you would just bow down to me one time, I'll give you anything in the world. And he showed him the four corners of the earth. He showed him. He came... The enemy came to Jesus when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. And what did he tell him? Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. Be gone. I'm paraphrasing, of course. That organization, the Illuminati, the deep state, whatever you want to call them, they saw my powers. They recognized that I have a gift. But they couldn't come near me when I started speaking the truth of who I worship. They could not come near me. So, this PhD in divinity paid to have me killed. She paid the president of the defunded Blackwater alumni cult, excuse me, group. She paid him 
Now this man had been brand new, sworn in to protect President Biden. And he was young, very impressionable. He experienced my therapy, my free therapy experience for him. But I charged other people. I had no idea what the Blackwater Group was because he had a nonprofit for canine dogs and I loved it. He is a great service for our veteran and first responder dogs to help transition them and to help pay for them, their medical bills um, so that they could be adopted and that the adopted parents of the dogs in their last final years of life don't have to pay their medical expenses for all the stress and trauma, the PTSD that has been caused on them from their from their jobs when they worked with the military or with first responders as being, you know, bomb dogs or um, uh, a lot of them are uh, drug paraphernalia dogs. You know, they get they get trained up. And then um, when they're no longer able to serve in the service and the force, before, before he started his nonprofit ministry, the adopted, um, what do you call those, the people that rescued the dogs, they would have to pay out of pocket for problems that were caused from essentially criminals and the, and the job that they had. And it wasn't the dog's fault and it wasn't the brand new owner's fault, so he created a way to add value to help get these dogs adopted. And that's why, that's why I picked him and invited him. And, he, and I emailed a, a bunch, a random bunch of people that had been guests on my podcast that were sent to me from government leaders trying to use me and my influence. And that was only like a year into leading into this calling. I had no idea. I had no idea that people saw me as an influencer. I don't desire to be an influencer. I desire to spread the love of the Father. I don't desire to try to convert anybody to my religion. I desire to teach people how you can receive true healing of negative thought patterns in your mind. Suicidal ideations. No matter what your belief system is. But I just happened to love, deeply love the Father and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And they have never failed me, ever. <laughs> ever. Today I visited a potential home to move into. This person is a customer of mine in my new temporary job until I can get a job that pays me closer to my value. I was in a car accident in July, and I lost my day job. I was in a car accident on my day off on a mission trip, being obedient to the Father. And I got hit by another car. She was going anywhere from 75 to 80 miles an hour when she hit me. And my car spun in a one and a half revolution. Angels came and protected both of us because there was hardly any car damage. But I was very sore for a very long time. Doctors refused to treat me for over a month because the appointment person judged me at the front desk. Because the insurance company didn't pay it. I hired lawyers. They dropped me for no reason. It's been nuts. Our country is in the total shithole. But I trust and I keep on trusting that the Father has provided for me in my past. He'll provide for me in my future. And I just started a brand new job this last week. And one of my customers that had come in, uh, somehow we got on the conversation and he had a veteran hat on. He handed me his business card. He's a retired veteran and retired uh, first responder. And he said he was looking for a roommate. 
and I said, well, what would the cost be? Um, I have, uh, I'm in a program right now and they, um, they can pay the first month and the deposit, but it takes a couple of weeks to get it, uh, get the paperwork in order and whatnot. And he said, free. I said, free. He said, yeah, just, you know, keep the house clean or whatever. I was like, wow. So I visited today and very nice gentleman, very nice, but I got the feeling he wanted a partner, like a romantic partner. And so I'm praying and I'm trusting that the father will open another option because that's not an option for me. I told him up front multiple times, I am married. No, I do not talk about my husband. We were forced to separate, not because of anything he did or I did, but because there's evil people that have tried their best to get both of us to join their evil cult, the Illuminati. Yeah, he trained me very well on what their cult does. He trained me not just on their cult, but on all kinds of organizations, who to trust, who not to trust. And he told me he doesn't belong to any organization. He said that. He said, I belong to the Father. That's it. He said at the top level of all organizations, they're money-focused. They're worldly-focused. They don't love the Father. I trust my husband, and I haven't been able to communicate with him at all. I tried to last year, and they destroyed my cell phone. One text message to my husband. So these evil people, because of this competition, uh, they signed an illegal three-year contract. The president of the Blackwater Alumni Group on Biden's team signed an illegal three-year contract to steal from me, to block me from making money for three years. And he got advice from Trump's top security man to sign it. They asked me questions without me realizing what they were asking. They, he asked me very specifically, my hero of 2020 who became my husband last year, he asked me, how many years does the father tell you? How many years before you start hiring again? Because they had hacked into my accounts after I introduced him through that free therapy experience on the Biden's team to the PhD in divinity that we believe she was a part of the Illuminati cult. I told him, I said, ah, the father says three years. He says, all right, then don't hire anybody for three years. So that was October 17th, 2020. And it's the 29th, so the three-year mark is over, but in the meantime, Trump's team has been tracing all the illegal activities, and Biden's team thought they were getting away with it all. They tried to use me, Biden's team, as a spy, an informant, because I'm really good. I am outstanding at building rapport very quickly. That's what I've learned by interviewing people on my podcast. I never would have known that about myself if I wouldn't have started the show. I knew nothing about interviewing people. I was so awkward and anxious in the beginning, but I'm obedient to what the Father has told me to do. And he doesn't tell me everything of what to do, very specifically. He guides my step. And sometimes I step out of turn. And then I say, Father, please help correct my mistakes. I misheard you. Or I tried to jump the gun and move too swiftly and tried to lead you know, decisions in the last three years by myself. And... There's what I've learned, and this is repeated from uh, huge spiritual leaders around the world that have huge social media followings, that there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing that you could do, no mistake that you could make that could keep you separated from the Father and your destiny that He has planned for you. If your heart is in the right place, if you try your best to do things with good intentions, and you try your best to choose love in all circumstances, I'm learning that it's been beyond taxing. It's been beyond illegal what they've done uh, and what they thought they were getting away with. 
and trying to erase the record of my marriage. Someone called my mother last year, told her I never married him. What they didn't know is that I kept the receipt of our marriage certificate because I love him. And he had hid our wedding certificate. He had asked for the dog tags back. And I knew that that meant that people had betrayed us on purpose. They had tricked me on purpose. They had used me on purpose. My own government used me to try and harm a good man, to get to his boss, our commander-in-chief. That's what I believe. I believe my, my husband protects our commander-in-chief. Because anytime I post anything on social media saying it with confirmation and confidence, my internet gets connected on this phone. Anytime I say anything questionable, neutral about the political parties, doesn't post right away. When I say things that's about love and unity about both political parties and their security teams and our veterans and first responders, it's effortless. On LinkedIn especially, it posts right away, and then it automatically has me post to another page and another page and another page and shares my business page. I know that the team looks out for me, my warriors of light. It was all security teams of all political parties, the best that chose to protect me. They did a good thing. They did a patriotic thing. And this Illuminati deep state, they are very real, very real. They're evil. They've infiltrated America. But they're not more powerful than the Lord above all lords. I serve a good father. And in the world, there are, this is the truth, there are white hats and there are black hats. The black hats are the people that harm the children in private and profit a lot of money on harming children and abducting human beings into human trafficking. That is the truth. And organ harvesting for the rich. The white hats don't have anything to do with any of those crimes. They do things ethically, morally, and they go slow. You got to go slow to go fast. That's what Jeff Olson said when I first joined Nerium. It's now called Neora. Fastest growing direct sales business in 150 year history industry. We swiftly grew to 1.5 billion with a B as in boy dollars with only a small handful of products with zero advertising dollars at that point because he's a good leader. He has good quality relationships in the anti-aging skincare and wellness industry and he used real American-based products from the earth, not from humans. And it was an accidental discovery. Bio uh, scientists tried their best to cure skin cancer and they accidentally found a fountain of youth that subtracted 10 years of life in 28 days. That was the original product. They've since partnered with a new biotech company because that original biotech company got greedy. They didn't like that they only got 30%. They no longer abided by the contract and they took them to court and demanded to look at their books. They got greedy. They focused on money instead of helping people. Jeff Olson, outstanding leader. I do recommend those that are listening in on this podcast that are setting up this meeting very swiftly with all the presidents, all the first ladies, Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, Sage, my pastors, Joel Victoria, Osteen, Beyonce, and her husband, Jay-Z, my mother, my middle brother, and the U.S. Marine veteran that was a part of the original Move Happy program, the people that are organizing this meeting, my husband, of course, and the man that sent me to him will be the only people in that room. 
I recommend that you reach out to Jeff Olson and his team because the deep state hacked into their account after I had the president of his organization as a guest on my podcast in my first year interviewing people. I had no idea I had set them up to be marked because I had no idea that the Illuminati was already stalking my behaviors. Yeah. They destroyed a good Christian-based organization that doesn't try to convert anybody, but it is led by Christian conservative leaders. And what they do is they hack in and they reveal to you information that they know about you to extort you. And they say, well, we're either going to extort you publicly or you give us money. I know with 100% confidence that's what happened to their organization because all of the leaders that I'm still connected to to this day switched from posting publicly to posting privately to their friends only. And many of their leaders are not Christian, but they are attracted to his leadership, Jeff Olson's leadership, because he's been in the anti-aging industry, direct sales industry for over 30 years. And he has quality relationships that he's built out and he does things ethically the right way. And he taught us how to do things the right way. I had never been a part of a direct sales company before that. I had been to many parties, like Princess House, Tupperware, those kinds of things. MLM, some people call it. Some people call it Pyramid Scheme, but no. He had a legitimate business that he started with great leaders. Eagles. They all were eagles. They were not crows. And they welcomed me. All of the leaders knew my name. I sang in less than one year at the top number one income earner's house for a private exclusive party for the top income earners and all the volunteers. She lived in Sammamish, Washington. I don't know if she still does. She was able to retire her husband from Microsoft. She got greedy and left the company and got sued by the company because she tried to poach a bunch of the brand partners to leave, and that's against the direct sales, um, uh, the DSM rules. And they were a part of the DSM, which is an organization that is an, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's like a third-party organization that... Uh, demonstrates that your business is a legitimate business. You have to show your books, your sales processes and practices. You have to show that it's not just your business partners that are buying the products, but it's real legitimate customers. And we had an average of nine customers per brand partner, which was extremely good. The, the standard in the industry, I think, was three. He showed us exactly how to start your own company. He said success leaves clues. If you're going to start your own company, you need to have a brand, trademarked, protect it. You need to copyright your written materials. There's different trademarks for different countries. So if you're thinking global business, you need to pay for the trademark to protect it in each major nation. But I started Move Happy because the Lord told me to, and I trademarked it in the United States because I didn't have money to trademark it in other countries. But it started growing internationally without me paying for any business loans or any um, have time for applying for grants because I was also working full time. And I moved across the nation to help my family member adjust to single parent life and trying my best to be obedient to this calling while also healing from the death of my father. I trust that the Father leads and guides me every step of the way and 
good leaders in good businesses that I've had experiences with or good organizations, I edify them, I say good things about them, and I leave on good terms. Bad organizations that don't make ethical good decisions that go against the Ten Commandments of which I hold as values to which I live by, my faith, I don't feel bad when I leave those kinds of organizations. I've had to do that a lot in the last few years since the Father called me to this life mission of Move Happy. And he birthed two other businesses after that. I never imagined. And I've been blocked on purpose because the Blackwater Alumni Group signed a three-year illegal contract. And I've been forced into destitution in America along with many other Americans. But even greater still, because they needed to test me to make sure that if I am the global mental health ambassador of the world to help people with depression, they needed to test me in every single way possible that they were allowed to test me in so that I could speak from an authentic place. That's exactly what I told him in 2020. I said, I looked into joining. He he asked me if I joined the military or ever tried to join boot camp and all kinds of things. And I said, I tried many times and I thought about it and I prayed about it many times because my student loan debt was out the yin-yang from my undergrad. And we didn't have full-time jobs. So then I went back to school. I got my master's paid for. They paid me to teach at the university. Yeah. They paid my tuition and they gave me a monthly stipend. I did my part. Then, after I graduated, I was laid off of my guaranteed teaching job. I was hired back at a demoted FTE. Couldn't pay my student loan bills. So I got another part-time job and another part-time job and another part-time job. And soon, by Christmas time, I had five part-time jobs, but I had lost one of them because I was driving all over the state of Washington with five part-time jobs. Most of them were in the schools as teaching. Not all of them, though. I've taught fitness classes at the YMCA. And I was uh, part of an eight-week weight loss program through a chiropractor's office. I was the personal trainer. I created workouts for the patients, and they didn't have the money to pay me if the patients canceled last minute. That's what happens when you're in a recession. That was when Obama was in office, 2012. There are many leaders of my nation and many nations that sold our information out of the smart devices, sold our private information out to other nations to steal from the poor. I never desired to have a smartphone, and in 2012, I didn't own one. I didn't own a smartphone until 2013, I think, or 2014 when I was a health educator. It was uh, highly recommended when I worked with uh, Joint Base Lewis McCord. I worked under the direction of Madigan Hospital. It was a medical model program, wellness program, and we were the 17th location worldwide to be a part of the Armed Forces Wellness Center. That job is the highest salary I've ever had. That was back in 2013, and we're in 2023. Now you tell me why my income has gone down in 10 years instead of up. I trust that the Father is in control of my finances. I trust that the Father loves me and cares for me. I made a decision to marry someone that told me that he believed in God, told me he had recommitted his life to Christ, was crying, didn't want to lose me. He 
convinced me and his daughters, my parents, and his ex-wife and her husband for six months. We all were praying together at meals, going to church, all kinds of things. And then as soon as we got married, one drunken evening, he told me that prayers are stupid and God wasn't real. And because I left that relationship that damaged my credit for seven years and messed up my money because he moved our money illegally and the courts didn't help me at all. I don't complain about any of this, but I do speak the truth to you. Uh, to trust in him more and more and more. Now, I never was going to marry again unless it was someone that was going to be truly connected to the Father and knew more about the Bible than me, that loved people and was a good human being that I could trust, that would keep me safe, that would protect me, and that would provide financially for me. Because that is what my father did for my mother. I'm old school. But I also like to work as well. My father taught me to not to be dependent on anybody else, which is scriptural. It's in, I think, First Thessalonians 4, chapter 4, I think. And uh, when my husband and I married, we were two. Uh, we, we weren't homeless, but when we met, we were homeless. But we weren't helpless. He decided to give his home away to a family of five kids sleeping outside. That was the only reason why he was homeless. Now, we agreed to get married to take care of one another. And people tried their best to destroy our relationship by creating lies, propaganda, and destroying my nonprofit ministry business from the inside out because they had threatened using their powers, their government powers, threatened a black woman who was my friend of seven years to disassociate from me. And earlier this last week or two, I'm not sure exactly when they did it, but the father reminded me to call her mother. They had killed her mother after they forced her to separate from my nonprofit ministry. That's the black hats for you. They probably paid my friend, to dis my former friend, to disassociate from me. And then they said, your mother has been a problem. She's been taking advantage of you for 10 years. She hasn't saved anything. She's a stressor to you. We'll handle it. And then they killed her. I imagine that's the conversation they had. I have no idea. But I do know I tried to call her mother to check in on her to see how she's doing. And her number didn't work anymore. I know her mother loved the father. She had, a, she had some medical issues and whatnot. But I drove her to the library. I drove her to her doctor's appointments. I drove her to Walmart to get her prescriptions and a grocery shop. And we talked about God. We talked about her. <laughs> we talked about her growing up in the church. And I asked her, I asked her about her daughter because my friend told me she didn't believe in God. And I said, what happened between how you grew up and how my friend grew up, my former friend? And she said, I, I stopped going to church when I married her stepfather. He made good money. And I messed up. 
I messed up real bad. I said, you can always come back to the Father, and you don't just have to go to church for him to be with you. She said, I know. They killed, they killed a good woman. I helped her rehabilitate from extreme depression, bedridden depression that was caused from her daughter because her daughter was burned out and she didn't have a relationship with the father. And these people have killed anyone that has helped me or I have helped that has benefited my story of being what the Lord has assigned me to be, which is a global mental health ambassador. They've killed my customers. I have not been competing against fair competitors. I've been competing against killers. I've been competing against liars, cheaters, and people that don't like people of color. You know what that's called? Racism. I've heard the word Marxist and socialist on social media of how people are hearing it described. They're trying to change the narrative online to teach children wrong information, cause, causing confusion through the public school systems and through social media. Teaching them that, uh, that men can have periods. No, men cannot have periods. Wake up, America. Confusion is not of the father. Confusion is of the enemy. To get so many problems going on at once, to get you distracted from your destiny. That's what they tried to do to me in 2020. I received the best training in the world to slow me down, to get me offline, and to get me back connected, deeply connected to the Father, to trust in Him no matter what. And since then, anytime they so choose, in the last three years, they have shut off my websites, they have shut off my social media, kicked me off, put me in Facebook jail, block me from receiving emails, lock me out of my email accounts, force me to move, change addresses, send people to my work so that I have to change jobs because they've tried to use me as an informant to get information off of President Trump, our commander-in-chief. I'm no traitor. It was his team, I believe, that protected me. And I don't have loose lips. All he trained me on was how to keep myself alive and to trust nobody but to trust in the Father. That's it. That they've tried their best to see what information they could get out of me by sending really bad actors to try to befriend me. And today when I visited this house, my radar went off right away. This person said similar things to me of what other people have said to me in the last three years. This person used to be a sheriff deputy. And I already was told from the president of the Blackwater Alumni Group, from Biden's team, Jason Johnson, that President Biden's team has the power to use all the sheriffs across the nation if they so choose, they can reach out to any sheriff and abuse their powers. 
and this person just happened to need a roommate. And he shared with me, he's a part of, he used to be a part of an organization that I was trained on to not trust those people because those people are involved in the harming and abducting of children. So I have to move out in two days. I have $200 cash. I'm a veteran spouse. I received zero financial assistance. They had to erase the record of my marriage to protect me from any lies that my former friend of seven years was told to tell or was was lied to from other people, and they tried their best to just use her like they used me to find our address to kill us in America. I'm a descendant of King David. I am truthful and honest all the time, unless someone tries to harm my family members. Then I'm deeply protective. And someone, many someones, have tried their best tried their best to destroy a good business leader. President Trump is a good businessman. I heard from leaders in my organization when I was a part of the direct sales company. It's called Neora now. They talked good things about Trump. They said he recommends getting into direct sales, that if he could do it all over in his life, he would join a bunch of direct sales organizations at a young age because of the Um, the tax write-offs, the residual income, all kinds of things. Now, I don't know if he actually said those things or they just made up stories, but uh, everybody knows that Trump is a good businessman. There are many good business leaders that get into political powers. I like how honest he is. That's what attracts me to his content, to his live stream. Um, I don't know what you call those, political campaigns or whatever. I'm not a politician. I don't pretend to know all the things, but I do know what I've lived through, what I've survived through in the last three years. All political parties tried to use me as an informant. All of them did. The Lord told me to vote for Trump. The Lord told me to defend my husband, even though my husband kicked my ass out last Easter Sunday of 2022. That was the last time I saw his face. I told him I didn't want to leave, but because I answered one phone call, I had to move out. I trust him, and I trust my warriors of light that look out for me. I do not trust this man that I went to his house that was so eager to give me a key and was so eager to have me be his partner, his couple. I said, excuse me, I'm married. But it's very confusing to be in such a financial destitution situation with zero communications with my husband with zero financial help, with zero paperwork proving that I'm a veteran spouse, with people calling my mother, telling her that I never got married. I need all political parties' security teams that have messed with me for three years to get this meeting set up ASAP. I have seven days, just seven, from the 31st, that I have a hotel voucher. That is all I am given from my social worker. And I have to pay my car insurance and my car payment. I have two maxed credit cards. That's it. I need you guys to reach out to the car insurance people to get me a check. I need y'all to reach out to my former boss that owes me 11400 that got me falsely arrested. I need y'all to reach out to the sheriff's department to get me my $260 bail for getting falsely arrested when I reported child abuse. I need y'all to step up your behavior and get me my money. 
I will not be sleeping in my car in the middle of winter as a veteran spouse. I will not be forced to move into a random man's house where he's going to try and lock me up and make me his wife or whatever he's thinking in his head. He is pro. I know he got the shot, so I don't know. No, anybody that got the shot, mm -mm. I ain't staying with you. When your mind goes mentally insane, where there's nanobot technologies that are going to mind manipulate you to randomly shoot someone in your house because you are no longer of sound mind. Yeah, Woodlawn, Tennessee, look it up. Elderly veteran killed his wife. They were married for, I think, over 50 years, and he thought she was a burglar. Yeah, if you look up his medical history, you'll see he more than likely got the COVID shot. No, thank you. No, thank you. I need y'all to step up your behavior. You've used me enough. Now it's time for you to step up for me. I need your help. This man knows where I work. He's reaching out. He wants to talk on the phone. I think he's harmless, but I honestly think he's lonely. And he just wants to make me his wife. And I'm already married. And I told him that. And he's been asking questions about my husband and says that we will talk about him. No, I told him already. I'm not talking about my husband. I don't get into that business. He's asking too many questions. And he's a former Shriner. My husband told me to stay far away from those kinds of people. This is 911 emergency. I can't even release this podcast episode because of the financial destitution that this car accident has put me in. And people have blocked me on purpose from making money, completely controlling and manipulating me in America as a Christian, conservative Christian, survivor of childhood sexual abuse, survivor of rape in college. And I never reported the man. I reported it, but I didn't press charges because I chose to forgive him. I chose to forgive my childhood abuser. I chose to forgive my mother for neglecting me and somehow not ever knowing it was happening for four years from three to seven years old. I've forgiven everybody. I've chosen love. It's time for people to step up and help me. I've helped enough people. Thank you. Yes, Father, he's sending me to First Thessalonians. So if you want to turn in your Bible with me to First. Thessalonians four three. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. Jason Johnson asked me to suck his penis in the middle of Nashville, Tennessee, six months after he sent me on purpose to President Trump's top security man. Because I launched Aaron Nicole Ministries two months prior to that, and he was paid over 800 to 850 acres to ruin my reputation in public on purpose. He is a married man. That was what was told to me. And many men told me that he disrespects women across the nation. Many first responders and veterans of LinkedIn reached out to me trying to find out who this person was. I never said his name ever for three solid years. I was giving him many opportunities to get this meeting set up. I've been posting about it. 
for many months. This meeting was supposed to take place on October 17th. It is October 29th, and I have $200 cash left. My credit score is shit, which means I can't get housing, and I don't have the money to get it either. And I should be with my husband. Now, if you guys are going to control and manipulate me, then you better set me up for success. You know I'm an asset. You know I have spiritual gifts. And you know that I'm not joining the Illuminati cult. So you better switch sides and pick Team White Hats. You can vote for whoever you want to vote for, but we're not erasing the truth. It's not going to happen. President Trump will be back in office in two days or less. I get I get my housing covered. I get all my bills covered. I have food whenever I need it. I get a new vehicle that doesn't have an engine light on. I get all my medical treatment that I need, that I would prefer. I asked very specifically for no pills to be prescribed to me because of highly addictive personality trait in my genetic DNA. And I asked for alternative things. I have bone on bone in my spine and I told them that it's been bone on bone since 2015 and they denied me medical treatment in America and I should be on TRICARE, I believe being a veteran spouse but you guys committed so many so many felonies so so beyond disrespect of a woman both political parties I need y'all to step up get this meeting set up stop wasting my time stop wasting my husband's time disrespecting him he asked to retire last year and you're pretending like all the security teams don't work together Let's stop lying to America and tell them the truth. All of you guys did a good deed. That's why I wrote the book. And I have a contract with TBN. We're going to advertise it to 2 billion households. And I'm not going to keep a penny of it. Because that's going to go back to our securities team's foundation for your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren. However far the money will go. However many sales we get. For the movie, if there's a... I'm assuming there's going to be a movie made because that's what the Lord told me. And whatever he says goes. I'm very confident in that. Not because I'm confident in myself, but because he leads my life and everything he's told me will happen, has happened. I have the gift of prophecy. That is why this man wanted me to move in right away. That is why he wants to spend all the time with me. He wants me to give him a quick call and talk for hours because he recognizes me as an asset and if he was a Shriner I know those are the people that have access to a lot of money he doesn't need my money that's why he wanted me rent free in his house but he was also asking way too many questions about where I'm going for my interviews this and that and the third and the lady that I worked for yesterday my assistant manager she told me he has said that to all the women that work in the store He's been trying to get somebody to move, some lady to move into his house. I think he's just lonely. I don't think he would harm me on purpose. But my bedroom didn't have a lock. Where I would potentially be moving into did not have a lock. And he told me, if you'd like a lock, um, I can I could get a lock put on. I said, yeah, I would like that because I lock my door every night. That's just something that I do. He said, you need to get out of that habit. These dogs... These dogs are going to be your first line of defense. They're going to let you know if somebody's in here. 
You need to stop worrying that people are after you. So he already told me in that moment that uh, it's, it's his way or no way. I already been there, done that with disrespectful people. So I'm looking for a one bedroom. If you guys can't get this meeting set up and get me my husband back. I need money for a one bedroom. I need y'all to fix my credit score that you've damaged on purpose. I need y'all to pay off the credit card debt, pay off the student loans, pay all my bills, and get a bunch of money into Aaron Nicole Ministries. Get me set up on housing and get me enough coming in residually so I do not have to work in this same job because this person, I know with confidence, is going to be keeping an eye on me. More than just a friend. The message was loud and clear. I've been around the block. I ain't no dummy. And I'm loyal to my husband. And it's been beyond difficult being a married woman without him, without any communications, and people lying to all of my associations about me. The test is over. I won this contest. Yes, Father, he's sending me to 1 Corinthians. First Corinthians four three. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of men's hearts at that time. Each will receive his praise from God. Yes, Father. <clears throat> I get up on my bed so I'm not hurting my back. Verse, uh, verse 6. Now, brothers, I have applied these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, so that you may learn from us the meaning of the saying, Do not go beyond what is written. Then you will not take pride in one man over against another. For who makes you different from anyone else what do you have that you did not receive and if you did receive it why do you boast as though you did not already you have all you want already you have become rich you have become kings and that without us how i wish that you really had become kings so that we might be kings with you for it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like men condemned to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to men. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored, we are dishonored. To this very hour we go hungry and thirsty, we are in rags, we are brutally treated, we are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. Up to this moment, we have become the scum of the earth, the refuse of the world. I am not writing this to shame you, but to warn you, as my dear children, even though you have 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers, for in Christ 
Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I am sending to you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. Some of you have become arrogant, as if I were not coming to you. But I will come to you very soon, if the Lord is willing, and then I will find out not only how these arrogant people are talking, but what power they have. For the kingdom of God is not a mower of talk, but of power. What do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a whip, or in love, and with a gentle spirit? Amen. Keep reading? Okay, he wants me to keep reading. Chapter 5. Expel the Immoral Brother. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that does not occur even among pagans. A man has his father's wife. Mm. And you are proud. Shouldn't you rather have been filled with grief and have put out of your fellowship the man who did this? Even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit, and I have already passed judgment on the one who did this, just as if I were present. When you are assembled in the name of our Lord Jesus, and I am with you in spirit, and the power of our Lord Jesus is present, hand this man over to Satan, so that the sinful nature may be destroyed and his spirit saved on the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast, that you may be a new batch without yeast, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sanctified. Therefore, let us keep the festival not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and wickedness, but with bread without yeast, the bread of sincerity and truth. I have written you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral, or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you should have to leave this world. But now I am writing you, that you must not associate with anyone who calls himself a brother, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or a slanderer, a drunkard or a swindler. With such a man do not even eat. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked man from among you. What's that, Father? He says he has a message. It is written. I came to be among you, to show you the wise will be made fools, and the fools will be made wise. Those that think they know me, only know about me. Those that show my love to others, 
Those are my true children. He's sending me to James. James is in the New Testament. A little bit further along. James 2.5. James 2.5. Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have insulted the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are slandering the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. James 3.9 With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Yes, Father. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Amen. Amen. He's sending me to Philemon now. I think it's just one chapter. If I'm remembering correctly. Yes. Verses 3 through 9, he says. This was written by Paul, I think. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. Okay. Verse 3. Grace to you in peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the saints. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I appeal to you on the basis of love. I then, as Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my son. This goes into verse 10. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. It looks like one semis or Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel, but I did not want to do anything without your consent, so that any favor you do will be spontaneous and not forced. When people give without expectation, it's much more pure and true. It should never be forced.
I trust in him more and more and more. He's brought me through every situation in life. In my past, this uh, Illuminati deep state people, they've tried to kill me 86 times. With my husband was just one of 86. That's why we were forced to separate. Not because he couldn't keep me alive, but because he also protects our commander-in-chief, I believe. He never told me who he worked for. They tried their best to just kill us because I entered a first-in-history competition. I am your global mental health ambassador. I am your chief spiritual officer of America. And I would gladly give up those titles to tell you that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I go wherever he tells me to go. I do whatever he tells me to do. But I can't go anywhere if people block me, siphon me from making money in America, disrespect me as a descendant of King David, and don't provide me restitution, and don't bring my husband back to me, and don't provide me any spousal support as a veteran spouse, and erase the record of my marriage. I need our two political parties to tighten up their ships and to get this meeting set up. ASAP. Do it discreetly. Do it privately. And make sure when you pick me up that my husband's in the car. Because I won't. I will not get in any vehicle with you guys. I don't know who any of you are. All I know is that I have my warriors of light look out for me. But I'm not supposed to know what they look like. I trust them. They're supposed to be in the shadows. I don't ask questions I'm not supposed to ask. I know what my husband looks like. I haven't forgotten that. I haven't forgotten our anniversary date. And I have not forgotten the commitment he made to me for life. He might have forgotten it. Because he's had a, a lot of terrible women in his past treat him disrespectfully. But he had a good wife. An outstanding wife. And he had to disrespect me to make it look real. So the Illuminati would leave me alone. But even after I was kicked out of his house, then they tried to arrest me with all the January 6th people. When they mark you, they mark you for life. That is why these black hats are going to be completely annihilated off the face of the earth. You can change sides anytime. Just one, just one angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, in first or second kings, I forget exactly where, but just one angel of the Lord slayed 185,000 men when all of the warriors were asleep in the middle of the night. I fear nothing. He already revealed to me that I have 1,250,000 angels guarding and protecting me in the spiritual realm. And I have my warriors of light that look out for me, for my husband and his team. I fear absolutely nothing. I recommend, I recommend if you're afraid in your nation, I recommend that you vote for Trump if you are an American citizen and you're allowed to vote, register to vote, and I recommend you vote for Trump. Vote for anybody. Anybody could do a better job than who's currently in power, if he's alive. I also recommend you watch The Greatest Show on Earth on GoodLion.tv by Nick Alvere. You will see the truth.
Science and data don't lie. Make sure you make strong alliances with people that are good business people that make good ethical decisions. I am voting for Trump because that is what the Lord told me to do. And I saw with my own eyes in the last three years how easily the Illuminati deep state can manipulate the media, manipulate your technology devices to mark you and to make it look like you've committed crimes. When they decide that they don't like you anymore after they've invited you multiple times to join their cult and you refuse, they are beyond illegal and they should not be in any position of power. That is why the internet is getting shut down November 17th, 2023. We are days away from that. I fear nothing. Because I know when that happens. I know they know how to find me. I don't know how they know, but I do know that they know how to find me. Because I didn't put my address where I currently live on any website, anywhere. And they came to my house when I wasn't here to make sure that my landlord knew. They asked for me by name. That is my warrior of light, those two people that came to my house. My landlord saw what they looked like, and they were very nice to her. These people are very nice, but they, they protect me, and I spoke in my device when I started speaking the truth that she had broken into my bedroom three times. She was a terrible criminal. After I started speaking the truth in my device, reaching out, saying my commands that I have to get the help that I need for my warriors of light, that is when they came to the house. I fear nothing. I'm a child of the Most High King. I have a very big assignment he has assigned me in my life. I have no idea how many days I have, but I trust him. And I trust him with my whole heart, and I desire to spread his love around the whole earth. I desire to respect people's religious belief systems as long as they don't harm children or humans. In honor of their faith, they respect women. I believe that men should be leaders. I believe in what the Bible says, that men should be head of households. They should be head of nations. I believe that women can be leaders, absolutely, and, and they can be businesswomen, they can do anything. But men, men are designed to be warriors, to fight, to protect, to cover. I've had to deal with a bunch of men that don't respect women in the last three years. And I married a good man. And he asked politely to retire last year. And then he hasn't been allowed to speak to me. He could be a prisoner of war right now. I have no idea where he's at. I pray for him often. I think about him often because he's my soulmate. He's my soulmate. And I've had to deal... I've had to deal with nasty men since I was forced to move out. Treat me very disrespectfully in person, in my job, in living situations, in my technology devices. 
and I choose to forgive all of them for they don't know the Father. They don't know what they're doing. It's not my job to judge them. It's my job to love people. That's it. To choose love. Many men misinterpret, misunderstand that as being flirtatious. So I have had to learn that sometimes I have to be rude in order to get men to leave me alone when they misunderstand me. They misread me and my kindness. It's been very difficult growing this mission that the Lord assigned me. But I am not responsible for men's misinterpretations of my behavior and how I talk to them. That is their job. To ask questions and to not misread the room. I'm not taking responsibility for men's problems anymore. I'm responsible for me, myself, and I. That's it. I go where the Lord tells me to go. And he is not telling me to go into that guy's house. So, nope. I need y'all to step up your behavior and help me. Get money to my nonprofit ministry. Connect my website, nonprofit ministry. Connect it to my bank account. I know you know how to do it. I know you know how to do it because when I said my command, then I tried to log in on the computer at the library a few months ago when I had first gotten my new bank account after the Black Hats illegally got my Regions bank account shut down after they targeted it and got my regular bank account to the negative 6,000. Yeah. I know y'all know how to do it. Because when I tried to log in, I had to call them and they had to reset the password. So get it set up, put money in my account, do what you need to do. Do your jobs. I've been doing way above and beyond what the Lord has assigned me to do. And you've watched me. You've watched the, the Father work through me. I'm depleted of everything. I need y'all to step up. Create those miracles for me. I appreciate you. I trust you. And if, uh, if you're listening to this and you don't have a personal relationship with the Father and you desire to, it's free. You can't earn it or buy it. Nobody can sell it to you. It's, it's a free gift. It's free. Just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift of salvation. I can't earn it or buy it, but you give it, Father, to those who believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I make mistakes, but I don't desire to. Please come into my heart. Thank you. I receive your gift of salvation, Father. Please show me, if I make mistakes, how to choose your love. Thank you. I'll praise you in your heavenly name, I pray. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to welcome you to the family. Your next step is to get plugged in to a Bible-based church. You want to keep God first place and uh, can you ask Father?
Please donate as much as humanly possible to ErinNicoleMinistries.org. That's E-R-I-N-N-I-C-O-L-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S dot O-R-G. You can also mail a check if you are more comfortable to a mailing address. It's 1477-TINY, T-I-N-Y, Town, T-O-W-N, Road, Box number 191, Clarksville, C-L-A-R-K-S-V-I-L-L-E, Tennessee, 37042. And uh, just make it out to Aaron Nicole Ministries. And then uh, send a message on social media to let me know, hey, a donation has been sent. Or if you have my phone number, text me, hey, I've sent you money on go check your mailbox because it's a little ways away for me to drive there and gas in time I uh, thank you and I, I am I'm very appreciative of all of you I know the father will send exactly what I need to cover my daily bread needs so that I don't have to steal and so that I don't have to sleep in my car and if I do I've got blankets I'll make it work thank you anything else father He wants me to read you James again. I think I read this one earlier. But sometimes I read things again. James 4, 3. James 4, 3. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely, but he gives us more grace? That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy, but you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Amen. Anything else, Father? All right, he says, sing it intensely. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. Oh, and uh, even though I'm uh, in between housing, we are organizing a free concert for veterans and first responders. December 1st. Location is for white hats only to know. It's going to be A-list musicians. Nothing but A-list VIP quality experience. First come, first serve for veterans and first responders. If you know, you know. If you don't, then you're not supposed to know. My husband and his buddies have final say who's allowed at this concert and who doesn't. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. The father knows. Father told me this is going to happen, so I trust it will happen December 1st. Anything else, Father? He says, nope, that's it. That's all for now. Okay, see y'all next time.